0: Welcome to Into the Fire. I'm Duncan.
1: And I'm Kate.
0: And we're here to talk about life.
1: The good, the bad, and the ugly.
0: So come join the conversation. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Into the Fire. And we're thrilled to have Andrew McGrath, A wonderful pastor uh, and dear friend of Kate and I's from Melbourne Australia and he leads Hope City Church which is a catch the fire church and uh, we're just thrilled that he and his wife Karen are part of the catch the fire movement and so welcome Andrew great to
2: have you on the podcast Great to be with you Duncan and Kate, it's exciting.
1: Oh, thank you for um, beaming in from down under and you know, you're half a day ahead of us and so you're bright and breezy in the morning as as we're chatting, but we're just so blessed that you're with us today, Andrew.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, so Andrew, um, you've got an amazing story, you and Karen, you're amazing pastors. Kate and I have had the privilege of you hosting us and uh John Arnett uh doing an an international leader school of ministry a number of years ago now, it's crazy how fast yes. time's gone by, and uh, we love your church it's awesome, awesome church so tell us your story you know how did you how did you get into ministry in the very first place?
2: yeah, well, I'm a third generation um, what we call the summons of God, Pastor. Come on. So I guess it—it's mm. sort of in the blood, <laughs> and uh, I, I knew from a very early age that God had called me. In fact, it's—it's it's really interesting because you will know that Pastor David Yonghy Cho passed away yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: earlier this week. Yeah. And uh, my dad, who was quite um, high up in the age, he was involved in bringing Yonghy Cho out to australia and then I mean. his mother-in-law oh
0: wow That's and
2: awesome. his mother-in-law didn't speak english and so she came out to australia and, and had an interpreter but after the service she walked down uh in a, a large auditorium and she made her way to me and she said on. in perfect english you will become a pastor
3: wow and,
2: and off she walked you're kidding and uh it was like a, a branding defining moment as a young boy it sort of wow. uh, confirmed really what was in my heart so
0: wow how um, old were you then
2: uh probably maybe eight or nine. Oh my god a long time ago wow. so just a young boy yeah that's very and, uh, defining yeah and so um following that you know I, I went through bible college we had our challenges my father um, ended up by leaving the movement. He um, you know, he had a moral failing. So my mum and dad their marriage broke up and so it oh, was some pretty I'm rocky. Sorry days. To hear that. Yeah. Yeah. And but wow. but it was defining because uh, I think through that whole time I discovered the amazing heart that God has as a father oh. to the orphan and the widow. And we saw his amazing mm. provision through those years. Mm. Um, it was tough for my mother. She had five children and basically had to start from scratch but god was amazing in that journey and and so he's led me through all that um i've got five kids myself now five amazing kids and we've had the privilege of doing church as a family so everything the enemy stole yeah uh, and i honor my father so even though it 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 didn't finish well for him i honor him for the Mm. gift that he that he had and what he imparted into my life. Mm. Yeah. But I'm thankful that God redeemed that that whole situation, mm. and, and now I'm doing ministry with five children,
3: yeah. and
2: they're all actively involved at Hope City Church. So it's really it's amazing how God can do that and really has given me a message mm. about the Father Heart of God, which is really what connected us with you, uh, Duncan and Kate. Oh, wow. yeah. So I think it was five so years ago you came to our church.
3: Yeah,
2: And we had the privilege of hosting you and John Arnott. And uh, we'd since left the AOG just because we're looking for something um, for us that was more relational. Right. And it's no slight on the AOG, just a different style. Yeah. And when we met you guys at, at Hope City Church, it's like, yeah, we knew that we'd found um, something that we were looking for, which was apostolic leadership and the Father heart, mm. and um, that yeah. certainly was clear to us that that's what Catch a Fire carries. Mm.
0: Come on, come yeah. on! For which we're so grateful to yeah. John and Carol for, aren't we, Kate? Because we owe them the debt of oh, love. Oh, we do. For our and you know, just. Very thing.
1: Just the whole model of um, being family together, you know. Many of our catch the yeah. fire leaders are actually in ministry with siblings or children. We ourselves have um, our daughter and son in law here with us in Raleigh, and it's just the the greatest privilege, isn't it? Just to yeah. really impart in another generation that revival yes. fire through the love of the Father. I mean, yeah. yeah. We're so yeah. privileged
2: so good absolutely so good and you know the story of jephthah in judges that um he sacrifices his daughter for the sake of of winning the battle Mm
3: -hmm. and
2: as i read that story um the lord said to me you know if you lose your family and grow a great ministry um you still failed yeah Um, the highest calling is, is to father your own family and then to mold that through your church. So mm.
3: that's Come something on. I
2: learned, that in the in the old days, um, family wasn't seen as, as the important thing. It was building the church at all costs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the story of Jephthah, that he sacrificed his family for the sake of a victory, and it's just not worth it.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, so true. Yeah. And you yeah. learned that firsthand, being um, you know Absolutely. the victim Absolutely. in your own parents' breakup of their marriage too. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And so, so for me, it's not it's not that the church is on one hand and the family on the other. They're not opposed to each other. Come on, it's just um, allowing the values that you have as a father to to filter down. And the, and the fact is, you grow a stronger church doing that anyway. Come on. And so most of the leaders that we have in our church now. Uh, because we father them.
3: Mm. Um, and, and it's
2: interesting that many have come through our church and that they're fatherless. They, and and they've grown up without a father. And I've been able to father them and they've just blossomed in that environment. So wow. it's exciting.
0: That is, that's so exciting. That's absolutely yeah. awesome. And, you know, it's just amazing to me, Kate, how, you know, listening to Andrew's story yeah. just in yeah. those few moments, it just reminds me of, of how the Lord, you know, is able to take even the most tragic things that happen to us in our lives. Yeah. And when we when we're able to walk in forgiveness and walk in his love, yeah. he's able to redeem all of those things yeah. and turn Ish. those, you know, ashes, as Ed Silvoso says, into the trophies of his grace. And and just listening to the story of you know your brokenness in well your dad's brokenness and yes. the brokenness that no doubt came to you as a young as a young man when uh, you know I don't know how old you were when your parents broke up. How twelve. Old? Yeah, twelve. I mean, just mm, so very young. Very
1: formative time.
0: Very formative, and yeah. yet, and yet here you are. You didn't just turn your back on Jesus and turn your back on the church and all the values of your dad and mum you know, you obviously were able to walk in forgiveness and hold on to Jesus.
2: Yeah. And the key for that was, for me, was that I had encountered God as a young boy. You know, I, I shared before about um, Young Echo's Mother, but when, and that's the importance of making sure that in our church we facilitate opportunities for people, particularly young people, mm. to encounter God. Because Ooh, yeah. so good. once you're marked by God, it's amazing what you can go through, yeah, and that's that's a very thing that, that holds you because you yeah. know God's real. Come that's on, so true,
1: <laughs> so true. And actually, if I think about one of my my early encounters as a, a girl, I was like eight years old. Yeah, you know, yeah. being being filled with the Holy Spirit and meeting God in a, a tangible way, and then being baptized in water. You know, I remember those moments where they were real God encounters and really that just as that word to you was so defining. Those moments for me were yeah. defining. I knew yeah. that God had marked my life yeah. and I yes. think you know you you're talking our language, you know, that one of our values in catch the fire that we would bring people into encounters that they would encounter yeah. the transforming presence of God. Absolutely. In his love. And, you know, yeah. that's all being challenged right now, Andrew. And, you know, you in Melbourne, Australia, have been in a long, hard lockdown. And, you know, as a leader, it's challenging enough. But how have you maintained that opportunity for encounter when? Much of it has been online, I I would think.
2: Yes. Look, you know, the truth is it's been incredibly difficult to mm. do that. Mm. Um, you know, s- Zoom and phone calls, they're all great, but it, there's limitations.
0: Mm.
2: And, uh, you know, we've been in lockdown since March
0: 2020.
2: What? So, mm. Um come October the 26th, we'll be in lockdown for 267 days. Whoa. So about nine months out of 19. Mm. <gasps> and that lockdown has been pretty severe, so a nine o'clock curfew. Wow. Um, oh. Only one person can leave the house each day and only for a select, you know, just to get groceries or the wow. basic necessities. You can exercise uh depending on the time it, either on your own or with one other person for two hours a day so you can imagine mm. school has been shut down so your, your kids can't leave the home um it's you know it's been brutal no, so i can't imagine is, no.
0: i can't imagine yeah i cannot imagine
2: So you know we've faced um as a city such a rapid increase with mental health there's been wow. a mm. massive increase in youth suicide mm. and just the general feel of hopelessness oh, wow. yeah. has pervaded our city as you can understand yeah um, you you know our politicians you know they're doing the best they can you know you may agree or disagree with with their choices but it's an incredibly difficult time to navigate mm. and so as a leader i've been trying to keep our church focused on caring for each other and, and not getting caught in the narrative of blaming and cursing and abusing our government you know there's a lot of violence in, in our city at the moment there's it's unprecedented there's been protests marches all sorts of things happening and it almost feels like the city the nation i grew up in is is no longer there. It's it's a totally wow. different nation. Wow. It feels different. Uh, people are now um ringing, uh, government hotlines to to um their neighbour if they see so, so you can imagine oh. that just to creates tell, tension.
0: To 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 tell on their neighbours for yes, yes. Breaching yeah. the, so the lockdown
2: for breaching COVID rules. So oh, if you're wow. outside without a mask mm. or Um, So there's a lot of fear, and and sometimes it's irrational. Like we noticed our neighbor was in her own backyard hanging the clothes on the line and was wearing a mask. And so, you know, um, or as people driving down the road on their own with a mask on. Mm. Oh,
0: my gosh.
2: Uh, And that's just because there's such a fearful narrative that's been set. Yeah. And so, you know, for the church, our church really relies, like most churches on on being together, having yeah. opportunities to encounter God. Yeah. So that's been really difficult. The one thing that's state, that, that is state the same is we have a very strong care arm. Mm. and So we do a lot of work in the community. And, and it's interesting. It's the one thing that the government has recognized as being of value to our city. Wow. So they don't see our service, our Sunday service, of being of value, but keep feeding people, keep helping people in high risk situations. So that's been at least an avenue for the church to come together and to mm. minister to the community. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome,
0: yeah. Andrew. That's awesome. And you know, what, what are some of the, you know, things that the Holy spirit's been showing you over these months? Yeah. Yeah. Some of the revelations well, that have been coming forth.
2: Sure. Well, uh, I've, you know, in our conversations during the week, uh, Duncan, I, mentioned to you that there was a massive earthquake in, in our city, which is Goodness unprecedented. Gracious. So uh, we had the earthquake came through the city. It my the house I was in, it shook for twenty seconds and there was like a massive roar that came through. Wow. And and because it's so rare um to have an earthquake in Australia, it was like a you know, a lot of Christians were saying, What's God saying? Right. You know, and the yeah. obvious one you is God shaking. Is shaking yeah. the church. he's shaking yeah. the city, and it's interesting because, as you know about an earthquake, um, the shakings are a reflection of the shifting that's happening underneath. Yeah, and so this earthquake was ten kilometres down, and so there was a massive shift under the ground, and we felt the shaking, and it's indicative of, I think, of what God is doing in the church. Mm. that he's shifting things deep in our hearts. He's shifting things in the church. And so we feel the shakings Mm. and we look at that. And I've been saying to our church, be careful that you don't get caught up in a narrative that the enemy wants us in. And so we end up by fighting a battle that's Mm -hmm. like a smokescreen. The shakings aren't always where God is doing his work. Often it's something far deeper. And we can get sidetracked. And so we've had... Many people angry at the government and mm. protesting and sending abusive letters. And so we get caught up in, in a domain that's the enemy's forte. And mm-hmm. as soon as you start to curse, you've lost the game already.
3: Yes. Mm.
2: And so I've been saying to our church, ask the Lord, what, what's the shift about rather than what's the shaking about? Because the shaking is a visible thing. It's, it's natural. And we react to the vaccine and all those things. But there's a deeper spiritual thing at play here. Yeah. And um, I know, Duncan, you've talked about the Seven Mountains, and, and you know, you've know you got a, a brilliant um, take on the Seven Mountains. That And I think the Seven Mountains was a gift, that message, when it first came, because it got the church to think mm. yeah. that um, reformation is needed in our cities, not just uh, church in our four walls. And I think mm. yeah. a lot of the churches come to agree with that, that revival and reformation sit together. Yeah, Um, but as I prayed about the seven mountains, I began to feel like there's something not quite right here. The church was allocated a mountain alongside Mm. government, business, education, family, arts, and media, but um, but I felt like that had misplaced the role of the church. We're not just another mountain. Come on, and so So Ephesians three ten tells us that that. God's multifaceted wisdom is displayed through the church, bringing solutions to every sphere of life. And so the model God gave me is the menorah, which um, most people are familiar with. Uh, it's a candlestick that has a central shaft, which is a picture of Christ being divine. And it's also a picture of the life of Christ coming through the church. Yeah, And so I see... If you want to look at the seven mountains, look at it a different way. Look at the seven branches with the central branch being Jesus and the church where and and revival coming. The life of Jesus manifests through the church. Mm. And then out of that central branch, there are six branches that draw life from
3: Mm.
2: and are sustained. So I began to see that God was saying that he wanted revival life to come to the church. And then the wisdom and the life of God would flow out to every branch. And mm. it's interesting, Kate and Duncan, that as you look at those branches, there are three cups or blossoms mm. on each branch, and they right. work their way up. Yep. And it's a picture of God's 30-, hundredfold fold mm. wisdom mm. that the parables often talk about. So think about that. As, as the church taps into the wisdom of God for this hour— I believe that we're about to step into solutions for Mm. every one of those branches government business education that is and we see the model with daniel he had unprecedented wisdom in such an evil age and so i've been saying to our churches that Mm. that some some ministries are outside in so they're prophetic and they may call the the city to to like Jonah did, you know, to repentance. And other ministries are inside out like Daniel. So mm. they are able to sit in amongst evil mm. and release like Leaven, yeah. the wisdom of God to to a place that's incredibly evil. And, and that's a challenge for the church because mm. I know in our church people say, Well, well, how can I how can how can I agree and pray for and mm. support people that are so evil?
3: Mm-hmm. and
2: i say well just just go and look at daniel and nebuchadnezzar
3: mm-hmm. if you want
2: to find an evil man yeah you know he probably takes the cake and daniel was a man that got alongside him and probably the greatest transformation of any one man mm. is in king nebuchadnezzar because daniel so was able good. to he knew he knew when to say no yeah so he wouldn't eat of the king's food but he allowed himself to be renamed and he worked alongside yeah. witches and warlocks
3: mm.
2: in an in incredibly difficult environment, and he navigated it. So so the key is for me mm. is nothing's black and white. We've yeah. got to listen to the voice of Holy Spirit
0: Come
3: on. and yeah.
2: allow him to help us navigate mm. in an evil world what to do and what not to do.
3: Yes. And
2: so I just think the church has been repositioned in this hour. It's, there's a shifting
0: uh,
2: because there's a glory coming to the earth. You know, the prophet promises. And and it's interesting. I, I don't know how long you've both been in church, but in, in Australia, we used to sing this song back in the 70s, um, and it's, <laughs> I'm showing my age now. And, it, and, and the Holy Spirit quickened it to me as I was praying the other day, mm-hmm. and it says this, all over the world, the spirit is moving. Yes. All over the world, as the prophet said it would be. All over the world, there's a mighty revelation. Yes of the glory of the Lord as the waters come to the sea. Have you heard that song? Yes, that Whoa. took me
1: right back. I remember <laughs> Sorry, singing Kate. that as a child in the 70s. We must be about uh, the same isn't age. is
2: interesting that that the prophets prophesied mm. of a glory coming, mm. and the glory is essentially the goodness of God mm. in every one of these mountains, and we're going to see such a release of the goodness of God oh, bringing solutions. So, the, mm. So in this hour the yeah. the need for this hour is a supernatural uh, gift of wisdom yes. and a supernatural gift of faith to believe yeah. that God can do this. Because when I first started praying into this, I said, God, what do you want me to do about this? And the first thing he said is, I want you to believe that this is possible.
0: Come on. And, mm.
2: and that's the challenge, because as for us in our city, as we look at these six other mountains, um, You know, we're we're facing, like I'm sure you in America, some incredible challenges. The government is now reaching into our Christian schools. We're now no longer allowed to not um, prevent gay and lesbian teachers from being part of a Christian school. Mm. They're reaching into the churches, and I'm no longer allowed to counsel um, anyone that has homosexual tendencies.
3: Um,
2: They're reaching into the families to prevent parents from um, dialoguing with children if they want to, uh, unsure about their gender. So there's all Mm. these reaches coming in.
0: Wow. And
2: so for a lot of the church, they felt hopeless. They felt like there's no way forward. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying Mm. God wants to to give a a paradigm faith for this because I truly believe that we're about to see both revival and reformation Mm. touch our city.
0: Come on. Amen. That's so good.
1: And, you know, it's... Yeah.
0: Wow. I a, feel the anointing.
1: I do. In a squeeze. And, mm. you know, when you were talking there, I was reminded that the Holy Spirit's been saying to me that we need to be as wise as serpents and gentle as yes. dove. Because the exactly. narrative is causing an agitation. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. how do we come in the opposite spirit? How do we maintain exactly. that equilibrium? And I just love the analogy of Daniel. Um, And even, like you say, he was given a different name, but he had a call on his life that he followed through to the end. And I think there's a tenacity that we're going to need as the body of Christ to actually believe that we're called to be the salt and light in this changing landscape around the world. Because Australia is no different to other nations, Andrew.
2: I love what you said, Kate, about... um as the whole thing about being wise as serpents, and, and you know, Jesus said that wisdom is known by its children. And um th- that's a hard pill to swallow for me because I, I love our city and I desperately love our church. And I see what's left of it now in many ways, and it's it's heartbreaking mm. to see what's happened mm. uh you know there's been a lot of pain in the church a lot of bickering yeah. Yeah. confusion people on one side of the coin or the yeah. other and the the reason jesus said wisdom is known by its children is that when two people come together the sum total of them is their children and
3: mm-hmm. so i
2: look at mm-hmm. what's left of the church now in our city and it's interesting i said before that our care arm is the, ch- is the child of a decision that we made 10 years ago mm-hmm. to serve the poor. Yes.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, so whatever decisions the church made 10, 20 years ago, we're seeing the fruit of that now. Wow. Yes. And I realized that whether we like it or not, and, and you know my heart, I know yours, that we totally believe in in, in the essential nature of the church to come together and mm. worship. It's a non-negotiable mm. Yeah. But from the government's perspective in our nation, they don't see that.
3: Yeah.
2: They see the the thing that we've got to offer them is our care um where they see us having a genuine heart for our city, they say, Yeah, you can do that. Mm. Where they see some something coming back, but they don't see value in our church service. And mm-hmm. so I was saying to our church, wisdom is known by its children. And and so we've got to step back and say, Well, let's not stop doing our services. But we've got to take note as to where the city values what we're doing. Mm,
3: yeah.
2: And if the city sees an agenda, if they think that we're serving the city because we're trying to get people saved, you know, th- they can they can read through that. So we have to be wise as serpents, mm. harmless as doves, and go into the places where they feel this need and lay down our lives. And, and as we see right through church history, it's when the church laid down its life for the city e.g. through the plagues, and everyone took off and the church remained. The city took notice of that, Mm -hmm. and massive revival and increase came. And so we we have to be pragmatic, and and we look at what children is left through all this, and say, okay, what decisions did we make 20 years ago, 10 years ago, Mm -hmm. that's now caused us to lose our influence and reach in the city?
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's really powerful. Oh, uh, I think that I'm I'm grappling with the um the tension and I think Daniel speaks again into that tension. Yes. Because there came a day Absolutely. There came a day when some extremely evil uh individuals within the government by this time it was now Darius or Darius, however, you, yes you feel comfortable saying that um and in in Darius's day uh these evil people came up with this with this plan to abolish all prayer for everyone yes. that nobody mm. was allowed to pray and um and to me prayer is a fundamental right of every human being uh whether they're praying to a foreign you know, God of their own or whether they're praying to the true and living God. At the end of the day, the act of prayer uh, uh, and, you know, expressing themselves to their God. Of course, we know that their gods are false gods and we'd we'd much rather them come to know Jesus, the true and living God. But nevertheless, Daniel understood that prayer was a fundamental right of all people. And so I believe that he wasn't just saying, hey, wait a minute, this is a line too far. Um, I'm not going to go along with this because I don't want to offend my God by not praying to him. Mm-hmm. I believe I've seen something recently in the last couple of weeks where Daniel was actually prepared to go to the lion's den for praying because he wanted to stand up for the rights of all people to pray Absolutely in his nation. And so he opened the curtains. He positioned himself in his place of prayer where everybody could see in a place of prominence. And he prayed in defiance. And he actually, therefore, ended up having to go through the full consequences of that disobedience, that civil disobedience. And the king was absolutely devastated because, you know, the king loved Daniel. And Darius Mm -hmm. had to throw him to the lion's den. And Daniel had to go through that punishment, that that just, unjust punishment, if you get my drift. Yes. And I just wonder, is there, and of course the Lord saved him from the lion's den, but is there a, a, a time when the church does need to stand up, Absolutely. Not, not just for the church, but for all humans to say, oh. following your God and worshipping your God we would like you to worship the true and living God, but the fundamental Mm. right of all people to worship and prayer is not something a government should ever take away. What are your thoughts on that?
2: I I totally agree with you. And there are times where we say this is a non-negotiable. So in my mind, you know, I I sort of pre-play one of the non-negotiables. And, Mm. you know, for Daniel, you know, there were things that he did that, you know, in our day, would I do? Probably not. Mm. Uh, Paul seemed to allow slavery to go right by him and really not address it. Mm. Um, Wilberforce did. Uh, I mean, there were reasons why Paul did what he did, but you're totally right. There, there are times that there are non-negotiables, and it's really interesting because I've got two other friends that pastor churches in different states
3: Mm.
2: and we're possibly all going to make different decisions come November the 5th.
3: Mm.
2: So November the 5th, for those that don't know, in in Australia, there's a passport that they've now um, brought in. And so what it means in my particular state is that we can have 150 people at church, Mm. 20 of those can be unvaccinated. 130 can be vaccinated. What? So I have to say to the unvaccinated uh, that they can't come to church. Wow. So so we have the, the, the one thing is that we can have 20 unvaccinated. The other states of Australia can't have any unvaccinated wow. people. Wow. So so one church potentially
3: mm.
2: is going to open their doors to a friend of mine and say, I'm not going to abide by those rules. Mm. Um I'm prepared to, to suffer the consequences. Another mm. friend, because he's come from South Africa mm. and gone through apartheid, he, he cannot open his church and, and say yes to some no to others. No. So he's gonna close his church until the laws change. Wow. Wow. and just run online. Wow. Right. Now for us, we're taking a different approach and it's not the right approach, but it's for everyone, but it's right for us. Yeah. Right. And we're going to open our church. And facilitate 150 people, and the ones that aren't vaccinated, we will find a way to minister to them. And there's a reason we've thought it through. Yeah. And for us, if we open our church, we know that we'll be targeted by the government and police.
3: Mm.
2: We know that potentially we'll lose, uh, we'll be fined, we'll lose our insurance and so that's that's a side issue and that's something you need to consider but for us there's a bigger issue at play Mm. Mm. we already have tentacles um, deep into government and the police force through Mm. our care arm and through my relationships yeah Yeah. and we feel that we can have more influence on shifting unjust laws if we work on the inside than if we protest and open Mm. our doors because the moment we do that the very police that we've been working with with high-risk individuals yeah. are the same police that will have to come and shut our church. Yeah, mm. And so we feel like right at this moment, the damage it would do to our connections, reputation, yeah. and the ability to influence would be hindered. But someone down the street who doesn't have those same connections, mm.
1: yeah.
3: they
2: That's... may be able to open up and protest. And, yes. and I would totally understand why they do that. But for us, I'm walking yes. close to some senior politicians, yeah. uh, particularly federally, and I can pick up the phone and call them. But if I if I if I open my church and cause the scene, it would cause mm. friction in our relationship and put them in a very awkward position.
1: Yes. Yeah. So,
2: so that's where I'm saying we need to pray. It's very because What appears to be evil for one person.
3: Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: it's not for the other, you know, and yes, there are there are absolute non negotiables. You mentioned prayer, Duncan, and I'm totally with that. If someone said I couldn't pray anymore, or if I couldn't preach Jesus, then
3: mm.
2: then that's non negotiable. But where we can navigate, mm. and, and that's why, Kate, you said to be as wise as serpents, and mm. um, the sons of this world are more shrewd than the, so. We take yeah. a yeah. ball in the china shop approach, and we want a one size fits all, and that's that may not be what Holy Spirit is saying, mm. so yes. So, so what we're saying is dialogue with people, understand their journey, so don't take pot shots at other pastors and other churches, mm. hear their heart, yeah. work out why they're doing what they're doing. Because, um, there are many ways in you know, we have Australian term, there's many ways to skin a cat,
0: yes, <laughs> we and we have that um, in England too,
2: yeah, you know, that's good, <laughs> and so it's and the in same America. In, yeah yeah so you read through the old testament and god uses men and women in profoundly different ways yes and one's not right better than the other so we need to hear okay god what's the key for my city yeah
3: Mm -hmm. how do
2: we be salt and light without compromising and how do we exercise wisdom so you can bring solutions through us Mm -hmm. to the mountains Mm -hmm. of society wow so
1: good good, andrew i i just love that approach and i think you know that those degrees of influence that we all carry in our own churches, in our own neighbourhoods. And you talked about the care arm. Interestingly enough, the care arm of our church here in um, Raleigh, Durham is the one that's exploded the most. And it's the one where people have thought, wow, there are people more in need than me, and therefore I'm going to sacrifice my time and my ability to be safe in my home to go and offer care that, that care because yeah. it was seen as a, an essential service. And so our teams were able to go out, but I just think that that is going to bring so much clarity mm, yeah. to many of our leaders, Andrew, you know, you as perhaps one of the most lockdown down um, church in our movement one of several and you know Canada have had a different journey to the US as have the UK and some of the other nations particularly like you say are no, Japanese st- they're still family. locked down yeah. and you know yeah. it's it's the pervading fear that I feel like is something as a leader that we're just trying to help navigate and Keep reminding our congregation of the love of God, encountering the love that overcomes and drives out the fear. Mm-hmm. Because even yeah. even the government seemingly encroaching can seal, seem like a oh, it's the end of time. You know, it's Jesus is coming back. We're going through persecution. When really, if we compare our lives with. North Korea and the, the underground churches in China, we're not being persecuted right now. We're being challenged. Uh, maybe, we're going yeah. through some suffering.
3: Mm. Yeah.
1: We're being persecuted more in a an emotional way, maybe, and an encroaching way. But we're not yeah. being, you know, tortured or anything like yeah. that at well, this I, point. I
2: think, yeah, I agree. And. and- Look, it doesn't take away the fact that people are suffering
1: mm. and there's
2: a loss of freedom. So I, I try to be sensitive to that. Yes. Yeah. But you're right. Perspective is this is going on around the world in Afghanistan, China. Um, and I don't particularly feel with the vaccine and the passport that this is targeted at the church. Mm. And um now there's other things that are targeted at the church, but this isn't this is just right across the board. And and the church can get a bit of an e all mindset that, you know, everyone's after us and the world's gonna gonna implode. And I I try not to see it that way. Jeremiah twenty nine, you know, when Jeremiah is prophesying to the the children of Israel in captivity. He says, "You know, you're in a foreign city, but pray for the success of that city. Mm. Yeah. And while you're there in bondage, you're going to increase, mm. yeah. and you're going to build and plant." Mm. And, and so I just blessed. know yeah. that's it. Wherever we find ourselves, God's got a plan Amen. to build His church, increase us, and I'm telling everyone, this is our greatest hour. And mm. you got, st- and I'm challenging people: don't don't start talking about the mark of the beast and you know, is the vaccine, in it. to me it's crazy and it's a whole other subject, but it's just a smokescreen of the enemy.
3: Mm. The
2: main game is, is um, to me, is revival and reformation of our city. And I'm trying to keep our church focused on that because the yeah, enemy yeah. wants to divide. He wants us getting caught up mm. in our pain. And particularly I'm sensing cursing our city. And mm. that's why Jeremiah says, pray for the prosperity of your city. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, Christians, yeah, yeah, I, I understand that. But how many, you imagine if every believer
0: mm.
2: began to passionately pray for our leaders? Yeah. Because I'm seeing, uh, guys, I'm seeing on TV, Christian TV, I'm seeing great leaders mocking your president. You no, know, they, mm. they won't even call him President Biden.
3: Yeah.
2: They're mocking your leaders. We mock our leaders. You know, and we're trafficking in a realm we have no authority. We're called to bless. Yeah. And that doesn't that doesn't mean they're not, you know, they don't do evil, but we've got to make sure that we stay focused in on this hour, Mm. that we're people that bring blessing, we're people that bring life to our city. And I'm I'm with you, you know. Yes, it's tough, but I can go to bed at night without being persecuted. I've still got food on the table. Our church has been incredibly blessed. And I think partly because we've kept serving our city and, mm. and I give God all the glory that our finances have over the last two years been in total lockdown have increased. Oh, amazing, Praise it's, God. Yeah. it's it's remarkable. And, and it's not because I'm a great leader. It's, I, I truly believe it's because we've sown into our city yeah. and come money on. comes. I don't even know where the money comes from, but each week it just appears. So good. Amazing. And we've been able to keep doing what we're doing. So, I would encourage people listening, just keep a heart for the city, pray for the prosperity of your Mm. city, serve Mm. your city with no agenda, and you will see increase. Read Jeremiah 29, there's a promise there.
0: Yeah, so good. So good, Andrew. What a fantastic reminder, Kate. And, you know, I think in the midst of all of this, whenever there's a crisis, people, ourselves included, if we're not careful, we can get into fear and a headless chicken mentality and i remember heidi baker preaching and just a phenomenal message about being eagles and not chickens you know Mm. not scratching around in the dirt like headless chickens but remembering the lord and that we're soaring on the wind of the spirit and that we're we're eagles with him and an eagle has such a greater perspective on everything and, uh, and I think that we have a tendency to forget the Lord. We're all, we're all about our, our Christianity and our freedoms and our, you know, worship and so on. And our right to gather. And all of those things are really important. But why? Because there is a God who, is, who sits in the heavens and laughs. And he is full of love and he's got the most awesome plan and purpose and he is coming back and he's yeah. going to make a new heaven and a new earth. He's going to make all things right. And when we hold on and remind ourselves of our glorious heavenly daddy and his glorious son, Jesus, our savior, yeah. and we remember that the Holy Spirit is among us and that he's going to work all things together for good. Then we can hold our peace when it looks like yeah. things are going really crazy, and we can be people of peace. And I think about Jesus saying, "You know, blessed are the sons of God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. They shall be seen That's and right. called out as the sons of God." And yeah. how can we? How can the world know that they that they have a wonderful heavenly daddy? Well, they know when they meet his sons and daughters and how That's will they right. know who his sons and daughters are well because they're the people of peace in the midst of chaos because mm. they're not orphans. And you're right
2: you're right because you, you mentioned we can get caught up you know in in scratching around in our own little pain and it just while you're saying it reminded me of jonah that you know at the end of the the uh the chapter i was reading last night that he's so angry at God because his little tree, <laughs> you know, that God gave him. Yes. Being, to keep shame to him. <laughs> and I don't mean to to be disrespectful, but that can be a picture sometimes of our own little church or ministry. It's yeah. like, you know, we we're so ticked off that God shut our church down. Um but God said, well what about that city? You know, um yeah. you were willing to to for me to nuke that city, you didn't really care too much. Yeah, but you're really passionate about your little patch over there, and it's not that. See, God oh, gave that so tree good. to Jonah. Yeah, you know, got that. It is valuable, and God wasn't saying to Jonah, "Don't, don't complain about the tree," because I gave that to you. But if you have more passion over the tree than you have over your city, 120,000 people don't know their left hand from their right. Yeah, in other words. They've got no idea, and we're surprised that evil people do evil things. Well, that's what evil people do. Mm. And Jonah's ticked off with the city, and I feel like there's a lot of Jonas at the moment mm. that want to nuke the city, yeah, but they just want their church back. And yeah. God's saying, if you don't love the city, then you, you've missed the point. You the don't. city's mm. more important yeah. than a tree.
0: Yeah, mm. so good. If you don't love your city. You don't understand that your church is actually not your church, it's my church. And I'm able to take care of my church. Exactly. And I love your city because it's my city
1: and it's my people and they're my
0: people and i so good
1: really good andrew thank you so much thank you so much encouragement and the perspective i i really know that this message is going to be so helpful yeah to for for our leaders and for you know different people to understand the context in which we find ourselves yeah um it's good Andrew, we know you're writing a book right now. Can you tell us a little bit more about that and how people can sure. reach you if they want to find out more about what God's doing amongst you?
2: Sure. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm writing a book called Transform. It's, it's uh, my third book, and this one really takes the, the tabernacle, uh, each section, and it shows you through that, that type how God transforms our lives. So
0: um,
2: it really deals with, you know, spirit, soul, and body. And so it's based on that. And um, that should be coming out at the end of the year. Wow. Uh, once the printer's are allowed to print again. Come on. Um, so, yeah. So, and if people want to listen to us at Hope City or on YouTube, we have online services. Um, so they're welcome to do that as well. Or if they want to email me, if they've got questions, um, Brilliant! Yeah, you know, it's Andrew at Hope City, and if we can be a support to other people and encouragement, that's what we're here for. It's part of being in the Catcher Fire Church family.
0: Come on, and yeah. we love that you're part of the Catcher Fire Church family, Thank Andrew. You. And you make it so good. You
1: know, I was just thinking we were trying to, we were actually going to be visiting you. Just when lockdown up. happened in 2020. Yeah. And, you know, just this time, it just makes me yearn for the people that we're oh, not able to be yeah, with. And yeah. um, and so our heart goes to you, Andrew. Yeah, that really may does, the Holy Andrew. Spirit strengthen yeah. you Whoa. and Karen and the Hope City family, <laughs> yeah. um, because Thank God you. is doing a major thing yeah. in your lives. And we know his purposes are good. But, Andrew, you know, you have pressed into God at, in this season. Yeah. You sure Would you release that on our audience today? Sure. Thank you.
2: Father, we just thank you first and foremost for your amazing love for us. You Mm. are our Papa. You're our Abba Father. Yeah. And we just want to say how much we love you, Mm. how much we love your presence, how much we love you, Jesus, Mm. how much we love you, Holy Spirit. Mm. And we pray today for everyone listening to this podcast for every leader every every person connected with catch the fire we pray today holy spirit that you would come um, yeah. as the divine encourager the one that brings yeah. courage and that you would str- strengthen them right now yes Lord. i pray for the spirit of wisdom yes and mm. revelation mm. in the knowledge of you that you would give them wisdom for this hour Yeah. father each one of these people have unique circumstances and challenges fears to mm. overcome, Yeah. Lord, I pray today that you would strengthen them and grant them by your Spirit Yes, Lord. revelation for this hour. We mm. pray for every church, Lord, that you would be their provider okay. Yeah. and that you would reposition it. And, and, Lord, what appears to be shaking, you would show them it's actually a divine shift for wow. this hour. Wow,
0: thank you, Lord. And that mm.
2: they would see that and they would reposition them themselves in this hour To be a light in their city. I pray for favor Mm. and influence. In every one of those mountains, Lord, that you would position your church, yes, Lord. Lord, for this hour, for a mm. mighty outpouring yes, of Lord. your glory. Mm. Well, and we agree together, Lord, that your glory will cover the earth
0: yeah, as that's the right. waters
2: cover the sea. Yeah. Your goodness will be seen, yes, Lord. Lord, in every sector of society, your yes, wisdom Lord. and your provision. Mm. Lord, in a world that's gone crazy, yes, this is the perfect time yeah. for the sons of God to be manifest. Yes, mm. thank
0: you, Lord.
2: So we can day that we are right where you want us to be. This is this is not out of control, Lord. I, I just say today over each church, each person, the situation is not out of control. God, you are fully in control hey, by the man. Alpha Whoa. and the Omega. Yes, Lord. And you get to write the last days. Your yeah. hands are mm. all over Yes, Lord. Your purpose stands. Yeah. Yeah. And so we agree with you today that even in a place where freedoms are negated, we will build and plant, sow and reap and increase in this Mm. hour. Yes. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. 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 encouragement. Wow. Andrew, what a phenomenal, phenomenal time we've had with you. And you've just got a golden, golden heart. Thank you so very, very much. Thank you. And uh, give our love to Karen and all of our church family at Hope City Church in Melbourne. And may the Holy Spirit bring his revival fire Mm. upon all of you and bring the reformation that Australia is ready for in Jesus' name. In Jesus' yeah. name for his glory.
1: And for all our listeners, the same to you. May the yeah. Holy Spirit bring his yeah. revival fire and show you what he's doing in this house. Yes, hour.
0: come on, Kate.
1: Amen.
2: Amen. Amen. Amen.